Welcome to episode number 550. How is everybody doing? Wow, I didn't I didn't know it was actually I didn't 50. Can you believe that? We've done 50. When, when you're episodes. consistent, you lose track. I feel like we should have taken a different direction with the episode if it was 50. Yeah, I know. So this episode is actually Pabilo's episode. So let's see if he connected it to such a big milestone such as 50. <laughs> Did you well, it's, well, I can say it's certainly a pressing issue is quite important with what's going on today. Um, how's, how's everyone keeping during quarantine, lockdown, corona season? Everyone's everyone still alive. That's good. Just about, by the way. Any temperatures that we should know about? I, I think feel like we now need to ask all of those questions. Is everyone okay? Honestly, since that last episode was recorded, I know we had that video edit where I had there was uh, serious coughs, but honestly... It's touch and go. I had three, four days where I was just off the radar, off the grid, and it was. The thing is, that clip is not even funny because it actually was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at that point, at that point, it wasn't. But then afterwards, it did become one. But I'm here now, guys. It's all good. Daniel, how are you just feeling? About, you, also, about, you, had, back, you also had a, you had also had a cough on your side. How are you feeling? You're looking I'm good. Back. I'm Glorious. back to 100. I'm back to 120. I can see. I can see it in your face. I'm back. I'm back. I can see it with his do rag as well. Why don't you give us a, a little twirl? I know nah, during the, the quarantine the, time, most most what, people. What color is that blue, baby? This one, this one's velvet blue. Okay, okay, This one's a velvet. If, if that's not third grade episode fifty, I don't know what is. Is it? What color is your pillowcases? Same color? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know I've got, um, I've got, I've got a black velvet one as well. So I've um, got two. I know, during, torture, I know during this quarantine period, people are realizing how important their barber is. Um, you know, or some people are actually cutting their hair or getting their hair cut by themselves. But, anyways, let's get into this topic. <laughs> so, this episode, we are going to be talking about furlough and what does this actually mean. So, the government announced that they will be providing grants, um, what we call um, job retention scheme. Um, in the UK, where they will be covering 80% or up to, I think, 2,500 yeah. of employee salary. So for this episode, because we've been listening, um, a few of our listeners have told us that they've been given requests to go on furlough. We thought it would be a good idea just to deep dive into it, what it actually means and what you should be considering or doing during this time if you have been given a sort of furlough. So stay tuned. And let's get started. So, P, take the lead. Yeah, guys. Um, I want to episode talk. 50, Pabila Timber, go ahead. Episode 50, let's go. I no pressure, bring, no pressure. I wanted to bring this topic up because, um, uh, so a couple of things. One, I've I've now started to sort of mentor a few people that have reached out via Instagram on, on with regards to um, sort of property and how they can sort of get started. Um, and one of one of the the gentlemen I was speaking to had mentioned, um, you know, he's he's been he's been furloughed and sort of, and I, I think it's I think it hit me. Uh, I wasn't quite. I mean, you hear it on the news, but until someone you know you're speaking to quite closely is going through it, then you actually start to sort of take it more seriously or sort of look into it. Um, so we started having a discussion about, you know, some of the things that potentially uh, he could do, which we can go into. But then it really hit me when I had a conversation. I reached out to one of my managing agents for the property. And he said to me, oh, as of basically today, I've been furloughed, so I can't really help you moving forward. And I was like, what? So 
who I, who can I reach? He was like, yep, yeah, the, the agency is basically going back to a skeleton workforce and no one's available. And I think it was at that moment where I realized, okay, this is real now because I've been impacted and I can see um, I don't, I can't use him. So I thought it would be a, sort of a great topic to sort of bring up and um, we can give our thoughts on, um, I think similar experiences where perhaps some of us in this group have sort of faced sort of redundancies or had those questions um, and how we can sort of help people in this time um, in terms of getting them to think differently about what's going on. So for the people that don't know what furlough is, is it like redundancy? Is it redundancy? What is it? Just a high level, I guess. Have, right? I, have I lost my job? Yeah, what's the situation? Yeah, what is so, so from what I understand is that um, basically people have, well, at least in the case of, of let's say, today. This reminds me of our dissertation. When it's time for Pabilo <laughs> to answer a question, he figures out a way to make his laptop freeze. He's like... <gasps> Oh, is is that flowing. Sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Back. Yeah, you're yeah, back. No, you're back. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's effectively not you're not working until further notice. So I think that the final decision on whether he will still be part of the company or told to leave completely will be around. I think he said end of May, uh, yeah. and then from now until then, uh, I think he's paid up to eighty percent of his salary, as Olu you mentioned, um, which maximum of two thousand five hundred. Um, yeah, and I think it's like it's. I think it's a bit. Why? What's a bit challenging and, and unforgiving is that it's kind of like a wait and see period. So they're not quite sure on really what's going to happen. I think they're just the government is using it as an opportunity to defer the mass um, unemployment. Right, a lot of companies can't afford to pay pay employees at this moment. Um, it could the easy option could be let's just fire a lot of our workforce, but because the government doesn't want that to happen, they basically providing a grant which i think originally said three months now they're looking to extend it um but for me you're pretty much you're helping people out but you're also kicking the can further down right mm -hmm. because what's going to happen after the grant stops can employers afford to bring those employees back in or do they actually have to make them redundant at that time? So. Well, it depends because the government government are the ones who dictate the duration. So it's been extended to June. Mm. And what furlough is, it's just a temporary leave of employees due to market conditions, economic market conditions. Mm. So if the economy continues in the way it is, it's likely that it could extend itself um, because the market isn't really, or the economic conditions aren't favorable for an employer. So yeah, like it's said, just... Mm, but the problem with that, Daniel, is like this is the first time something like this has ever happened in the UK, right? Where they've basically paying employees money, um, salary, and also there's no such thing as free money, right? So it's there's debt that were in the It's not free money. Well, the Chancellor said a few weeks ago that whilst the government are do, um, whilst whilst the, whilst the government are stepping in, they said be prepared for you know a rise in taxes or ramifications in the future so whilst they're being very generous i expect in the future that we'll have to pay this back somehow so that yeah. could be a rise in taxes so we we shouldn't be you know oblivious and naive to think that in five you know in in the future we all won't be paying some part we will we will be paying some part of paying that amount back for sure but even even with um what, monday the 20th earlier this week they the system went live so i think the system can process up to 450,000 applications an hour. And in the first half an hour of the system going live, there were 67,000 applications from employees. 
So the reason why that number is so high is because up until the Wednesday, the 22nd, that's when people can, there's a cutoff date for the payroll for people to get paid on the 30th of April. Mm. So, we can, you know, so it's a very, although the government is stepping in, of course, employers want to protect the employees as much as possible. And of course, employees want to be protected and feel as though they're being looked after. Uh, but also what furlough means is it doesn't stop you from doing other temporary work. But whilst we're in these conditions, temporary work might be difficult, but we all know that supermarkets mm. are taking on a high number of temporary staff to help cope with demand. Mm. So just to, just a clarifying question from my side. So if I if so if I was in the job now and I was put in furlough, so during that time, am I do I still have to work? No. Do I still, no. Do I, no. You're am, I allowed, am, am I allowed to work for someone else? You're allowed to take a temporary yeah temporary Voluntary. work. Also. No, I think okay. it really clarifies that it's no, I think it's voluntary. I was watching a video, government video, that you can do. Obviously, if you have your own business or you're entrepreneur, yes, you can get paid for that. But in regards, because remember, you're on their payroll. You're on mm -hmm. that particular employee's payroll. So you can do voluntary work or if it's medical work, it's the only other. But, but then why would, it, why would it not allow you to get another another job? Because even if you're employed, you can still get a second job. You just get taxed more. Yeah, but the issue you got to realize with this is that the government is paying that money, right? It's not like your employer. So if I'm giving you a grant, then you're going to get another job. You're getting paid twice, right? So I think I, I think that makes sense then. But so then, if we if we've now discussed or at least clarified what furlough means for our listeners, mm -hmm. what type of um, so what type of advice can we give to people going through that? Because I think if you received if you received a letter like or an email saying that hey you're going to be put on furlough, what should exactly. you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's really. I think I think that's that's where the, we can extract the most value out of the discussion. Yeah. Um, because especially, I think it's also especially for those that perhaps have experienced this for the first time, something of this where they're not, they've they've kind of um, they don't know, they won't really know how to respond, right, and what to do. Mm -hmm. So I think, raises, I think it raises a number of issues because number one, we're all in lockdown. So for those who are working from home, it's already a different environment. You're navigating mm -hmm. something different, and then for you to be told that your service is no longer required right now because we can't afford to pay you. It's like, okay, I've got all this free time, but I can't actually go out. So mm. I can't do things. I'm restricted to, you know, my one form of exercise a day and I'm restricted to being at home. But then there's also, I'm. this is new to me because it's not like a holiday where you'd be away and I'll be on the beach or yeah, yeah, you know, enjoying yourself. True, true. It's like, okay, I've got yeah, all this free true. time, but I'm never, I've never been Stuck used indoors. to this. Yeah. Mm. Now, I think it, no it knocks your ego, right? Because you, you everyone thinks they what they do is essential. Right. Everyone feels like what you do is important until someone says, hey, take a break. We don't like we don't need you at this precise moment. Right. So my first advice, if you do get that letter, is go through the emotions, because I think a lot of times we ignore. And I can remember when I moved from being a consultant back to the UK and trying to find a job. The reality, the reality check hits you. Right. And it's OK to go through that emotion initially like take a few days to process that emotion um and then the first thing i'll say to you is get a full understanding of what like what you what you're signing up to because a lot of times they'll send you the letter but you need to sign the furlough so sometimes it might be three weeks furlough sometimes it might be an extended period of time just understand what you're signing um so that would be my initial sort of advice for people go through the emotions and the feelings of it um and understand it's not personal right yeah. if i was a company as well 
and I was being told that, hey, the government are going to cover up to 80%, 2,500 of some of my employees' salary, I would go through my workforce and start to look at who can I go on a break for a few weeks or for a month, two months, three months. Don't take it personal. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically be redundant. It doesn't mean that. But I would start to consider my options. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the company doesn't owe you anything. They don't owe you anything at all. Yeah, and I think just piggybacking off that, um, Olu, totally agree. The one thing I would sort of advise as well is for people to sort of have a different perspective. As hard as it is, I would ask them to sort of have a different perspective on the entire situation in the sense of using this as perhaps an opportunity for change in some sort. Um, the only thing is the only thing that's constant is change. And perhaps for a number of individuals that are going through the furlough, furlough it gives them a, a breathing space to think about um, um, what skill sets they have, what skill sets they can add to their repertoire uh, to sort of make themselves more valuable in the market space. Um, I would even go as far as saying maybe some people would have needed this to think about um, creating more options for themselves, right? Mm. Um, I think it's I think it's it's it sometimes can be a blessing in disguise to have a wake up call as hard as being told we're we're about to let you go. You're just on the edge for you then to perhaps wake yourself up and start thinking about okay maybe I want to start doing more of what I love doing or maybe I want to start thinking about more about my purpose. So it can it can force a lot of questions um, um, that if one takes the time out can actually be of, of benefit. Um, so yeah, I, I would put, my first initial thoughts would be change your perspective on how you see it and, and use it as an opportunity for for change for the better. Oh, Deva, I think um, I mean I just fully agree with with all of you guys. And just to do a little mini uh, plug in case you do have time and you're trying to find your purpose, episode forty seven of Tape Flight Podcast. Yeah. And if you are really uh, if you are really uh, suddenly at the at the end of your tether and you're thinking, what am I going to do for work? We actually spoke about this back in episode 35, where we talked about job restructuring. Have you ever been in my man? Uh, just, just, uh, I thought I'm not sure I was going to say we're actually looking to hire. Um, <laughs> that's coming. That's coming. That's coming. We may or may not have a event later on in the year, so we may be recruiting for that as well. No, but honestly, I think I was just to just to fully echo with you guys. I think going reflecting back on episode 35 when you're talking about job restructuring and p you mentioned it before we went into recording the episode a furlough is kind of like a mini version of being restructured for your job so it's really taking that moment and exactly as olu said you're going to go through the emotions and start asking a lot of questions but once you've gone through that there are a lot of opportunities and fundamentally you're still getting paid for a portion of your salary which if you had lost your job you wouldn't be so that's one plus Two, if you don't need to or you don't have to do your job, you've suddenly you've suddenly got 40 working hours that you did not have available to really focus on skills and something that can help you for the later opportunity. So I think emotionally it'll be very tough to go through, but once you get through that, there's actually, at least from my perspective, a lot of positives to to uh, to come come from it once you get over the uh the uncertainty. Do you do you question I have, yeah. Why do you think the government selected 80%? Or do you just feel like they just said, oh, 80% is a nice number? It's a numbers game. It's a numbers well, game. In, in, the words, in the words of Pabilo Timbo. Because I think yeah. that... The fact <laughs> that they, because I think the fact that they said 80% is a valuable lesson to every single person is we should not be living on 100% of our checks. 
Drop them gems. That's true. We should never like drop them. Why didn't they say 100? percent We we should never be living our on 100 percent of our check. We should, and even if you're not going through furlough, we should, there's so much lessons you can learn from this. Like, I feel like everyone needs to sit down and understand. Okay, what are your incomes? Like, okay, if you if you've only got one, if you've only got I think, one, I think, I think I've got a tear in my eye, man. Oh, if you if you've only got one source of income, okay. The the question is, okay, how do you increase that? I saw this um this photo that someone put on the on Instagram today where it had a table with just one like one leg on the table and it had another table with four legs and it was like you're trying to be that table with four legs and see the legs as your income you need to try and see how many more how many incomes can you come get in a month in a year so first understand your income and then the second element of it is understand your outgoing right and you should never be nowhere near 100% of your outgoing like change your lifestyle so many people 120% <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that like, credit, boy, that credit. No, it's true. No, it's true. So many people are living, highly leveraged. So many people are highly leveraged, living beyond their means. It's crazy. But, but do you know? Do you know? Do you want to know? Just to add, just I want to just plug. By the way, by the way, by the way, that card what is so card. dangerous. Like, <laughs> so why, do, why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them the limit on that card? Unlimited, bro. Man. Right. Anyways, um, Olu, to that point, you know what's in, what I found quite what I find quite interesting is um, before this sort of situation that we find ourselves now in the market, COVID nineteen, and what's happening, uh, furloughing, etc. I I was always thinking, you know, living below your means and don't over leverage and don't over consume was almost like a an exception, almost like a nice to have, almost a little bit mm-hmm. like I'm the I'm the one being more extreme, or there's a group of us that are being more extreme. Um, whereas now what we're seeing is that fundamentally you have to live that way, right? To protect yourself. Fundamental. Because you're, you're going to go through the cycles. And so you could build up this expectation of saying, okay, I'm going to live at 120% in the good times, but that cycle will come. And so I'm, I'm now starting to sort of um, believe more and more that actually the whole, const- like, because it doesn't sound sexy living below your means and don't overconsume and, and be, ca- it doesn't sound sexy at all, but actually it's, what we should be living by it's the sexiest thing you could do like it's the sexiest you... thing you could do <laughs> <laughs> the question you need to ask in the future yeah hey. we're, gonna, we're gonna start asking ourselves can you survive a pandemic like do you have six months a year savings can you survive a pandemic that's going to be the same and unfortunately people can't even survive getting an emergency bill let alone three months four months, five months, six months, not getting paid. And that is the fundamental. Even before you start investing or saying, how can I make crazy amount of capital or whatever, you need to be able to save for a rainy day. And now we're actually seeing what a rainy day looks this like. Isn't a rainy this day. day. This is a storm. Yeah, this is a storm. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> I agree, Daniel. I agree. <laughs> what happened? We're waiting for you to take the lead. <laughs> no, I was just trying to. I was trying to find. I was. I was trying to pull up a stat. I think. I think basically, I saw something earlier today, which is effectively saying I think forty six percent of um, um, people in the UK have less than one thousand five hundred pounds of savings in their account. Say that again, Pete. About forty six percent of people. In, I think so. That's what I was trying to find. In it, but it's. it's have less than have less than one thousand five hundred pounds of savings, um, and so that speaks to, oh my, and that speaks to um, 
if you excuse me, um, people, Daniel's being very, very silly. Um, that speaks to that speaks to basically people having to look at things differently. Because let's say, for example, you are going through the furlough, but you actually have yeah. a level of savings. You wouldn't necessarily, you see, also to that point, Olu, the decisions that you start to take now because you have a cash buffer will be different to then if you're basically on zero or, or you're in debt. So um, it makes a big difference. So for the people that go on furlough, what should they use them? So because they're still earning eighty percent of their money, yeah. What should yeah, they ahead. use their money on? Louboutins, some Gucci Invest shoes. Invest in yourself. <laughs> what should they it's be using that money for? It's the perfect time to. I think we can cover this in another episode about you know what we learned during this particular time. But you know Udemy and other online courses um, or source of courses are offering a lot of discounts at this time to to improve your skills. So I don't think it's any better time for us to invest than ourselves. You know, as P, I don't know if anyone saw in one of P's latest um, posts, he spent over 10,000 in the past year on investing in himself. And, you know, knowledge, when you invest knowledge, and even Ray Dalio said it earlier this month in an interview, um, that there's never, a good, there's never a better time to invest in yourself. Mm. Always invest in knowledge, because knowledge isn't volatile, but the markets are. Cash is volatile, knowledge isn't. So, is anyone actually on that question? Has anyone invested on in on any courses or anything in the last couple of weeks? I'm actually about to. I've got some saved, um, bookmarked. That I'm, go, I'm going so, to. Be so I'll do. I'll do a plug. I'll do a plug here as well. Actually, Harvard has actually um, released some online courses which they've opened up free. Um, and actually, there was one of them that I've registered, which is for persuasive write, writing. But there's actually lots of up to, um lots of other ones as well. So maybe we can share that in our yeah, we'll share the link. Um, one of our Instagram posts. Because on YouTube, I keep getting those masterclass ads coming up. Yeah, on. mate, they're pumping the adverts at the moment. That one is really good. I saw one around um, persuasion and negotiation. Negotiation, so, yeah. yeah. So that. just buy the book. Do, the book? Do, you guys, do you guys know what, um, how, can you explain masterclass for anyone that's listening? While we're on the topic of uh, online training. I haven't used them, but it's basically online. I believe it's online platform, which um, has material from experts in a particular topic. And they go through certain topics such as, I think, um, you've got cooking. I think Steph Curry's also got one in terms of basketball and then other um, renowned professionals and business people give expert advice or training. So they, so they get really the the top of the top of uh, people in their industries, mm -hmm. and they have people on negotiation. They have people on cooking, as I said. They even have people on music. So people like Timberland can teach you how he makes beats. Um, and what they've done is so it's a, an amazing uh, startup, which is now obviously built up into a, a larger company. And yeah, they get people at the top of their fields, and they teach you through their their online classes. Um, how to do what they're doing. So that's another way, if you want to use this time to learn more skills, to check that out as well, masterclass. Cool. And then I would say, even during this time, right, is try and reduce your outgoings. So if you have a mortgage, um, obviously, like I said, and we say in multiple um, episodes, we are not your financial advisor. So any <laughs> advice that we're giving on this, obviously make your own decision, get a financial advisor, but you should look at your mortgage payments, right? They've got certain schemes such as the mortgage holidays. So if you've already been put on furlough, you should start considering, okay, what are my outgoings? How can I reduce that? How can I cut it? If you still got Netflix, um, you still got all these different um, um, direct debits coming out of your account. How do you cancel that as soon as possible? 
um, just try and reduce. There's really only two ways that you can become rich. Increasing your income or reducing your outgoing. It's simple as that. So you've got to figure out a way to do do either one of those. But even your only just mentioned about the cancelling direct debits, I think even companies now, rather than wanting customers to cancel, they're being quite flexible with payments. So even uh, my gas and energy provider, they sent me a, a message saying that if you're struggling, we're here to help, you can reduce your monthly direct debit. So I think rather than, than them wanting to lose customers and, of course, revenue in the long term, they want to be as flexible as possible in the short term so that they retain you as a customer and knowing that you'll pick up like the full of the full bill in the future. So even if you're struggling, you know, with the mortgage holiday, I'm not sure how the interest would work because I'm sure they're not going to pause the interest on your. No, they either put to the back of it or yeah, extend. Yeah, so even with that and other, you know, direct debits that are essential, I think there there are a lot of companies that have been understanding because it's not, it's a whole market effect. It's affecting the whole economy globally. So you know, there's lots of flexibility that you should explore if if you mm. if need be. And Daniel, it's great that you mentioned that because. One advice or one challenge I would actually give to our listeners is if you're if you've been put on furlough, yeah, I challenge some people to go to their bank statements, look at all their direct debits, mm. and go online and try and see if they can reduce that. Yeah. Because so many times, <laughs> no, but it's true. So many times and Daniel, Daniel is the best at this when it comes to his mobile phone. Every time it's up for renewal, he'll call them up and he'll be like, Yo, I've been with you for one, two years, three years. I'm going to leave to a competitor unless you... Chasing those pennies, boy. And that's going to make a big difference. Pennies make pounds, pounds make thousands. Exactly. So I'll challenge your <laughs> listeners, if you've been put on furlough at this time, get your direct de- um, get your bank statement, look at your direct debits and see how much you reduce your bills by but switching even, to another provider. Yeah, yeah, okay. Even if even right. you saying that, Oli, it reminds me of a previous episode where I think we spoke about financial management and you brought mm-hmm. up the fact that on a on a very frequent basis, you should review your your outgoings. So what direct debits do you have? What are mm. still needed? Because often we accumulate direct debits that we're still paying for things that we didn't even know we had still mm. existed. So, so I think a, a constant account and, and stock of what we're paying for is good. And also reviewing the essentials and the non-essentials. Yeah. Just to quick, just to do a quick plug, that was episode oh. seventeen. Do you manage your money, or does your money manage you? Yo, so, 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 so I think I think this is great. I think I think we've we've spoken about perception, how people should perhaps view furlough a little bit differently. I think there's a I think there's a huge opportunity. So that's that speaks to the mindset. I think there's a huge opportunity for people now to use the time to uh, improve their relationship with money. That's a lot of what you're talking about, Olu. What would you? How I think I think the other component to maybe the last piece is also. Not so much, because um, basically the skills that someone almost use it like a mid-year review for, for a corporate standpoint. So how can they use this time to sort of review their skill set and then look at once they sort of once the market opens back up in terms of jobs and employment, how would they see their career? So how would you advise someone now um, who's who's got the time to look at their skill sets and say, what should I be doing for my next role? Um, is this still the career for me or how should I look at working for another company? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big question. question. Big just question. on initial thought, just off the top of my head, I would be looking around for seeing what jobs that haven't been furloughed, and take it from there. So, looking at the skill sets of the people that are essential to firms, so it could be that it's those that possess SQL programming skills or certain types of industries, maybe technology, or even you know supermarkets are still open, and I'm sure Thank the you. head offices are still open. So, I'm sure they're gonna, they're, you know, there will be very advanced roles there as well. 
um, in those in those areas. So I'd be looking really taking a stock check of what roles are haven't been affected negatively right now, hmm. um, and what skills do those roles entail, and how You're can I it. attain those skills? And the way, just to add on that, Dan, what Daniel said, which I think is fantastic, is and the way to find out what skills they um, they're needed is we've got LinkedIn. So you you probably know someone in that role. You can go on their LinkedIn page and you can see what skills they have. Nowadays, most people update their LinkedIn to have their skills, their qualification. So you might have a role that you aspire to. Find someone that's currently in that role and look at what skills, what experience that person has and imitate it. Drop them a message, say, hey, obviously it's really busy time. People might have more time during this period. Do you mind catching up for five minutes, 10 minutes? Reach out to them, understand what skill set they've had so that you can use this period of time to like Daniel and Shiwa have mentioned, there's so much free online course, gain that, gain that course. I think previously there used to be a perception that, oh, online courses are a joke. No one takes it seriously, but yeah. it's going to change. We're going to see but, more and more online even, courses and training. Even, even if you're saying that, even with schools being affected in this pandemic, there's opportunity for online virtual schools. So I know someone who's developing a program quite uh, globally, of trying to improve this, especially in remote areas around the world for underprivileged children, there's going to be a need. And I think this might even be kind of a signpost in how we might go in the future that a lot of things might defer to being online or virtual. Mm -hmm. so then you plug it, plug it, plug that program. Yeah, yeah, plug yeah, it. Not, like, I would never say are that. You are, you are you allowed to? I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Um, right, cool, that's fine, that's fine. We'll yeah, talk but, but but it's you know with I was talking to my uh, my cousin and she's a teacher in the US, and I think they finish term for the summer in like within I think now within a couple of weeks, but everything now is online. Um, it's a virtual school, and even in the UK, I think the online classes for school started today because uh, well Monday because the t um, you know Easter Easter holidays are finished. So, and I yep. think they said even two thirds of children haven't <laughs> locked into the online classes. So I think there's going to be improvement um, and also an area where that might thrive. So looking at skills that uh, could be developed to help um, improve that in the future would be fantastic. Shuel, any thoughts on um, yeah, I think right I, now looking at their skill sets, their career? Yeah, I think just to add, so, like, so if I was to make sure that I understood correctly, Daniel was saying, look in areas where they're seeking talented people now and where they have a strong demand. And I think Olu was saying, look and see people who are doing a job that maybe you uh, that maybe you would like to do or want to do and see what skills those people have. I think I, I would come at it at probably a third angle. And maybe the answer is a combination of the three. The third angle that I would say is probably to use this time, if you are on fellow, to reflect about what you actually enjoy doing and what you are really good at yourself. Because I think if there's some way, if there's some way that you can find a job which ticks all those three boxes that um, Daniel and I'm just sharing now, um, and you can you you really enjoy it, you like it, and this is what actually makes you get up every morning. If you can find a job that ticks those three boxes, and that will be the the sweet spot. And I think typically we don't really have the time to do that type of reflection. And I would probably use this opportunity to take that time to think. That doesn't necessarily mean you'll find a job in something that you really love doing, but it's at least worth taking that time to reflect and having a think, um, especially if you've got the space to think as well. I think there was this, just quickly on that short, um, on the book, I think Good to Great, uh, there was this model where it, it spoke about understanding your skill sets from an intersection standpoint. And the circles were, I think one was, what have people over the years said that you're really good at? So in, in essence, the feedback. 
Hmm. what you believe that you are actually uh, good at and what you can easily and effortlessly discuss on a Saturday afternoon. And where those three intersect perhaps speaks more to what you should be doing or spending most of your time doing. Can, can you repeat that, those three parts again, please? So I, I, be, I believe what one of them is um, what people have said that you're good at over the years, like okay. the last five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so put, so your strengths in terms of feedback. I think this, I believe the second one is what you personally believe that um, are your strengths, yeah. mm-hmm. your, your personal assessment. And then the third and final one is what can you effortlessly speak about um, on a Saturday afternoon? What oh, do you nice. enjoy? And and so that intersection there could could help um, with what you want to do. And just basically to, to wrap up those points, I had a conversation with a close friend uh, that we we um, used to be in Basel. What he's doing now, actually, he's spending a lot of time focusing on companies that he believe will go through a period of hyper growth over the next coming years. Because he says that the, the career opportunities and prospects there are fantastic. And so largely startups, but it's a good way of, because there will be companies that come out of this um, um, strong and they will be looking to, to grow um, exponentially. So he was basically saying they hire fast and they're going to grow you fast. And that could be an area to look at. Um, and you could, you could get to a certain point where there could even be sort of, um, you might get paid a low salary, but some equity. Um, and that makes you a lot more valuable in the marketplace if you want to leave there after a number of years and go for someone else. So that opportunity is there. Mm. Very lastly, last point I wanted to mention. So we spoke about um, perception, mindset. A uh, big component is also about the personal finances, um, taking time out to review that. Um, skill sets, looking at your career. Um, um, are you, should you go back to the same company or should you look elsewhere and what roles you should be moving on to? The, fo- the fourth and final one, was someone listening to it right now say, okay, look, I've loved all those points, but quite frankly, I'm not motivated. How do you now advise someone in this period to stay motivated um, to actually take the time out and use the time to do what we've just advised? For me, the motivation comes from the how I think it really depends on your daily habits that you have at the moment. At least this is for me speaking. I know that when I'm in a good flow where I'm getting up at a particular time, I'm still exercising, I'm eating healthy, all of this stuff. This keeps me going and keeps my engine running um, and then helps me to focus on what I need to do. So for me, I would say it's just having that uh, routine grounded in you where you can focus on that because then that helps aid the proactivity of finding the time so for me the motive so i've been watching this um the <laughs> mj doc have you guys seen the, the last i'm, one? Gonna, watch I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it now don't, don't say nothing i'm gonna watch it now you need to watch it you need to watch it but um i would say the motivation for people and this is my personal motivation but i would say is the level to compete and mm. also wanting wanting revenge right <laughs> I say one in revenge ready to spray the spray. One in revenge for two reasons. What firstly, if your company has made you either redundant or on furlough, you should have a chip on your shoulder. Like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm never gonna let this happen again. Like, um, even if that means during this pandemic, you've been worrying about like struggling to sleep. That should motivate you. That should drive wanted to, to never feel that feeling again. And people telling you, oh, you're not going to amount to anything or, oh, like that should be the battery you need in your back to say, you know what, I'm going to get up tomorrow and change. Can, my- I, 
can I just say? Life. Can I just say? Can I just say? Yeah, I, I, for a very long time, I wasn't a fan of that. I used to think that's negative thinking. Until <sighs> perhaps the last two years, I would probably say that I need more. I like you can't you can't ask people to do that to you. But I need more of just individuals in general saying, I don't think you're gonna make it. I don't think you can. I do don't that. think you're gonna I be something because be, because it, it does. It does whatever it is. If it's an ego play or if it's a certain level of confidence in yourself, it does. I think have a more. Maybe it depends on the phase of your life as well. But I've had a few moments where that person may not have realized they've said it in such a way, but I've taken it that way, and I've done. I've <laughs> got so much done in the space of like six months or twelve months, whatever the case may be. So I would definitely say using that chip on your shoulder, um, it works. Take it, hold it, and remember and remember it's there. For sure. And I highly recommend uh, the, the Michael. last ones. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Turn into a beast. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. Um, I would motivation. Say how to stay motivated. Motivation comes from within. And it's all, and I was re, um, watched a film and it says all you can control in life is how you react to life. And even in that film, it shared the book. Max. Yeah, and it shared the book that, <laughs> Pab, that, that, that Pab, it shared the book that Pab spoke about uh, in an episode, um, James Allen as a man thinketh. And I say motivate, because motivation starts within and motivation is what gets you started. And a famous quote by Zig Ziglar is, you know, motivation is like bathing. It's recommended daily. So how do you get motivated? It needs to come from within. Only you can get yourself fired up. Only you can get yourself pumped. And until you get to that stage, nothing's going to get you going. So you need to find out what makes you get started. So it might be that you need to have a routine. You might need to be feeding your mind with certain positive thoughts or affirmations. You might need to change your circle, your friends. You might need to eliminate that negative stinking thinking and feed yourself with positive words, affirmations, habits that will get you going and over time become a habit. Yeah, all of the stuff that people think are like uh, nonsense or I wouldn't do that, who spends time visualising, it works, it makes a difference. Um, I wouldn't even say might to your point, um, Daniel. I would say people should do it more often. Um, it has a positive impact on your outlook, 100%. Good. Guys, I think we spent uh, the best part of 35 minutes giving some really good advice uh, across mindset, finance, um, skill sets from a career standpoint and how to stay motivated during this period. So I hope for anyone listening um, that unfortunately perhaps is impact or, or fortunately um, is impacted by this furlough um, can maybe use this opportunity and use this period to sort of take off um, and make a change to their life for the better. And take flight. And take flight. And just to do that uh, final plug, in case you wanted to listen more about job restructuring and how to get through that, take my <laughs> podcast episode 35. Uh, sure, also, with if, you're, if you're taking time out to uh, reflect and think about your purpose and why you're here today, episode uh, 47, we did a discussion around finding but, your... But you know, you, know what, you know what I say is interesting? Sure, let can... the wink at the end, you know? Do you see the wink? We can, we can you, see, you see, the thing is, we, we can do that now. We can do that now because we've got a body of work. So there's going to be a lot more plugs. That's going to be a lot more plugs to come in. Body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And by the way, just the last one, just a little bonus. Episode 17, do you manage your money or does your money manage you? 
Oli goes into detail about reviewing your direct debits every year, and Pabila goes into managing costs and really looking at the income. So, and you can now find us on YouTube. So you can also touch <laughs> us on YouTube. <laughs> that dope episode, guys. Episode fifty in the bag. Nope. Nice, Daniel. So, everyone, thank you for staying tuned to what has been a monumental episode, episode number fifty. I hope you found it interesting, enjoyable, insightful, as always. As always, if you have any feedback for us, we're happy to receive it. You can contact us on Instagram at TakeFlightPodcast is the handle. Alternatively, you can email us at TakeFlightPodcast at gmail.com. As you know, we're now back to releasing weekly episodes just so we can, you know, get more content out and also engage with our listeners. So we'll see you next week for episode 51. Take care and God bless. Take off, take